My vision is a building with a huge glass biosphere, with air inside the building circulated through our multi-barrier filtration, including our genetically enhanced plants. We could recirculate at least 80% of the air, which would mean a 40% decrease in greenhouse gases. Welcome to Sustainability Leaders. I'm Michael Torrance, Chief Sustainability Officer with BMO Financial Group. On this show, we will talk with leading sustainability practitioners from the corporate, investor, academic, and NGO communities to explore how this rapidly evolving field of sustainability is impacting global investment, business practices, and our world. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Bank of Montreal, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Hi, I'm Melissa Fifield, head of the BMO Climate Institute. Today, we're joined by Susan Blanchett, CEO and founder of Origin Air. Origin Air provides an innovative plant-based indoor air purification solution. And I had the pleasure of meeting Susan during New York Climate Week in September, when she was selected as an awardee for the We Empower United Nations SDG Challenge. The SDGs are the Sustainable Development Goals adopted by all United Nations member states in 2015 that provide a blueprint for a better and more sustainable future for all by 2030. The We Empower Challenge honors innovative women leaders from around the world who are pushing the SDGs forward through sustainable business practices and inspiring others to follow suit. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, Susan. Welcome. Thank you, Melissa. It's a pleasure to see you again. So to start, can you please give our audience more background about yourself and about Origin Air? Yes, definitely. As a teen, I read Rachel Carson's Silent Spring, and I was horrified that toxins in our environment accumulate in our bodies. I wanted to do something about it. So at first, I became an environmental lawyer, and I was holding operators accountable for contaminated sites. Unfortunately, at only 51, my father was diagnosed with early onset dementia. He was so healthy. He ran every day. He ate right. There were no genetic markers and there was no family history. He'd been a civil engineer working in wastewater treatment plants, notoriously bad air. And because of my experience in contaminated sites, I did research. If his dementia wasn't genetic, it was environmental. But how do you prove that? Air moves. It's difficult to measure. So eventually I decided if I couldn't litigate better air, I would learn how to clean it. Origin Air, my company, purifies indoor air. We've combined mechanical air purification with genetically enhanced Super plants, a beautiful biofilter that removes volatile organic compounds. These plants metabolize airborne toxins into oxygen and plant growth. And the beauty is, if you treat them right, they work continuously and they will never end up in landfills where you find every other filter. But we're just beginning because something that really bugs me is that we treat indoor air at the expense of our planet. Before COVID, 
Buildings represented 20% of our greenhouse gas emissions. A building's air is pulled in from outside, but the expense and the carbon footprint come from the cost to heat and cool that air. Facility managers, when COVID happened, started to pull in more and more air exchanges, but instead of recirculating that conditioned air, they just dumped it and pulled in more, like a bathtub without a plug. It's having a faucet run all day, every day. And those greenhouse gases doubled. So my vision is a building with a huge glass biosphere with air inside the building circulated through our multi-barrier filtration, including our genetically enhanced plants. We could recirculate at least 80% of the air, which would mean a 40% decrease in greenhouse gases. At Origin Air, we call this our quadruple bottom line, people, planet, profits, and plants. So that was actually my pitch from the United Nations SDG challenge that I did in New York at Climate Week. So I thought it would be a great way to share it with the listeners to get inspired as we all were in New York City last month. Susan, you have an incredible story and it sounds like a lot of factors influenced you to focus on sustainability in your business model. From a business perspective, how did your focus on sustainability and climate evolve as you were building the business? From the outset, sustainability has always been one of our core values. We have grit, sustainability, innovation, and diversity as our core values towards our mission. When I negotiated the rights to the plants, so I have global exclusive rights to distribute these genetically modified plants, at first, I didn't have enough plants to do my vision of a biosphere on the roof of buildings. So we started with a commercial unit that has 32 plants in it. And that has been commercialized and is across Canada at this point in a lot of the major centers and included in that with really large customers, Telus, Mental Green Oak, Hudson Pacific Properties. So that's been our initial target, but our goal has always been to grow the plants as quickly as we can to develop this biosphere. Because if I'm cleaning air in a boardroom, I'm not going to make the facility manager turn down the HVAC system. And that really is half of our goal to not, no, half of it is to clean the air. The other half is to make a impact that will assist in us meeting our climate targets. Fantastic. From your experience as a business owner, how do you see women navigating the barriers and challenges we may face when working to participate equally in the economy? Yeah, great question. I know because of my background in law, I was in the first class of 51% females in 1999 when I started my law degree. And because of that, I had this false impression that women were really creating equality in the workplace. When I started my company four years ago, at first raising up other females wasn't something that I thought that I would need to be doing, but it quickly became apparent that women receive less than 2% VC funding. But as I got into sales, it became more apparent than even worse than that, women receive less than 0.05% of procurement. And that is just not okay. So 
one of the things that we've done is become part of really large women organizations in Canada. We're part of Women Business Enterprise, which gives us direct access to procurement decision makers, which for a new company, that's you know, putting you in front of the people that make the decisions without you having to wade through months of introductions to try to get there is a huge step forward. So if I'm speaking to other new women business organizations and, and businesses, I would say, find these people, find the people interested in supplier diversity. I think it's the time for us to start to make a difference on this. That's great advice. What would your business and perhaps other businesses also working toward a more sustainable future need to achieve more widespread impact? What do you see as being necessary for that? As a new business, there's lots of help with grants and other forms of non-dilutive investment that really help you through your first few years when you're hiring employees and proving your technology. So our technology was proven before I started the company in laboratory, but a lot of people wanted it to be proven in the field. Now we've done that. We've proven through funding from NRCI RAP and Innovate BC that our plants removed 37% of volatile organic compounds in the field where these levels are much lower than in laboratory. In laboratory, we were getting results of 82% and higher. So we've also shown that as toxins increase, our plants work harder and metabolize them faster. And the most interesting result we got, which might disappoint a lot of the listeners, is we also showed regular plants do nothing. They don't remove any volatile organic compounds at all. The next step that we need, once you get to that level, and now we're into commercial sales, but we're still developing, and there's really a gap that I think needs to be filled by the corporations. Now, there's early government funding, but corporations are now the recipients of most of the GDP and have an obligation to fight the climate crisis that we're currently going through. And a good way for them to do that is to fund pilot projects and demonstrations or become partners with innovative companies like mine, because there's no way I can do this by myself. Makes a lot of sense. You know, it may often feel as though the biggest actions have the most effect, but from your perspective, what are the ways individuals can have the most impact on climate change? I think the biggest way for individuals is to just every day use your purchasing power towards supporting diverse and innovative, sustainable companies. When we hear 0.05% of procurement, that translates over to the consumer market too, right? Like think about where you're buying. Our company, for instance, is coming out with a home unit in summer of 2024. So there's lots of diverse-led companies that you can choose to purchase from and purchase sustainably. We won't make a virgin plastic unit, for instance. We will be using 100% recycled plastic. So think about where you're buying before you buy. And for my company, sometimes I'm like, we wouldn't even need to be cleaning the air if the air wasn't already dirty. And a lot of consumers don't even know what a volatile organic compound is. But it is in a lot of products you purchase off the shelf. Mm. For instance, air fresheners are not good for the air. Perfumes as well, not good for people to be breathing. 
and just educating yourself on the products that you should or should not buy. You know, funny story, I have three sons. My youngest comes home a few weeks ago with a with a Axe body spray. Like it's a known carcinogen. I I don't know why these things are still on the shelf and if the regulatory agencies aren't protecting us by not allowing them on the shelf in the first place, we really have to do our own education to buy products that are healthy. Absolutely. Education is key. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today? I think the world is changing quite a bit and we're really becoming you know, focused more on large, large corporations taking over most of the ownership of not only properties, but products that are, are sold. You know, I know in my city, I live in Victoria, BC, every day small businesses are closing. So not only supporting diverse founders, but supporting the small businesses because from my history as a as a provincial lawyer for 14 years, working in a really large organization, once organizations have more than even 500 employees, it becomes more of a bureaucracy. And that's where innovation goes to not, I don't want to say, you know, that's where innovation goes to die. <laughs> I'll just say it, right? It's the small business owners that have this fire in the, their belly, you know, that are up at 3am trying to figure out how they're going to save the world. And that's really what we need to support. And I'm a big proponent of supporting all small business, but where you can support the ones that are diversely led, because they definitely are fighting the biggest battles. Well, you are an inspiration to me, certainly. And I think to a lot of our listeners as well, Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Melissa. Thanks for listening to Sustainability Leaders. This podcast is presented by BMO Financial Group. To access all the resources we discussed in today's episode and to see our other podcasts, visit us at bmo.com forward slash sustainability leaders. You can listen and subscribe free to our show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast provider, and we'll greatly appreciate a rating and review and any feedback that you might have. Our show and resources are produced with support from BMO's marketing team and Puddle Creative. Until next time, I'm Michael Torrance. Have a great week. For BMO disclosures, please visit bmocm.com slash podcast slash disclaimer.